welcome to the Jolly and Chubby versus the Movies podcast. Nailed it. He did. <sighs> I'm going to bed now. Right. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're done. Oh, we're back again. Just. We're alive. Just. It's your birthday tomorrow. It is my birthday tomorrow. Don't this know is where that will be. Make it out and on no, the tenth. that was the hope that this was going to come <laughs> out on Monday the tenth. But I doubt it'll it. probably come out on work. the seventeenth now. I don't. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. We might need to record two at a time. Two at a time. Two in one week at some point, just to get back on the schedule. Back up. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on how. No, how we, we can do. We can do this one, then record one scheduled on Saturday, and release this one next Monday, and then we're back. Christmas. We just might do that. Messed us up a bit. It really did. Screw you, Christmas. We should we should have maybe skipped last week. Maybe. But I was excited you know, remember for Remember when I said, do you want to do one? Yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, yeah, sure, why not? And then, yeah, no, we we should have thought about that. But here we are. Here we are. We're alive. We've made it another week. We have. Hopefully I sound okay. We've... I'm on a new computer now. He is on an... He's spent all the money. Yes. And then all the time. And all the time. Building and installing. Four hours. Yes, four. <laughs> wasn't 12. No, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, it, it's been a week. It's the first. It's been the first week of the year. Yes, we're nine days in. With nine precious days in, I'm how is twenty twenty two treating you, Jolly? Same shit, different year. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, nothing special has happened so far. I might be able to get some driving lessons. Oh yes, you're saying no. That's exciting. Two, two, two years late, but it's fine. You know. Something kind of got in the way. Yeah. It's only a little thing that got in the way. I think you're just being lazy. (laughs) Well, probably towards the end. But I've looked at it this morning. Or this morning, while I was at work, at lunch. Nice. I was like, ooh, there's some slots. So I'll have a look at that later. And maybe we can take the podcast on the road. We'll get an RV. (laughs) (laughs) A a traveling van with speakers. (laughs) Just drive around talking about films randomly to passers-by. Exactly. That's what we need. They'll have no context, but I like it. They don't need context. They just need a van, a microphone shoved in their face, and watch this movie and then talk about it. Um, Anything exciting happened to you this week? No, new computer. My desk arrives tomorrow. That's been it. That's exciting. It was back to work. Yeah, back to normality. Yeah. Uh, that's been it. Watched Boba Fett 2. I've watched the second one, yes. It's I was good. like, I was, I, really? I, I was like, meh. Oh, really? Yeah. Not a fan? No. I quite, I, I, I'm liking the pace. Yeah, it's like, Boba Fett's never a character I cared that much about, ever. He's a very cult-following character. Yes. I've never had that sort of, like, I've never gone, oh, Boba Fett or whatever else, but I'm enjoying the show. I don't know if I'm enjoying it as much as The Mandalorian yet. But, that being said, The Mandalorian took me two tries to get into it. It took me until about the 7th or 8th episode for me to get into The Mandalorian. I liked the first episode, and then I just remember thinking the rest were a bit meh, and it lost its pace, but it came back towards the end. I remember watching a few episodes and then having a big break from it, and then being like, oh, I should try watch that again. I think it was as the second season came out. I rewatched those episodes and got back into it. And the second time around, I was enjoying it. Whereas this one, I'm quite... Oh, when's Wednesday? Because I'll, I'll sit down and watch that. Nice. Um, oh, Eternals comes out on Disney Plus on the 16th? 13th, I thought. Seven. Oh, okay. So Wednesday. Maybe, maybe it's sooner. No, Thursday. Thursday. That would be. Maths. I think it's Thursday. I can't remember when it comes. It's out. It's out next week, anyhow. Okay, now I've got Disney on my phone. Or past week for the listeners. That makes sense. But I'm quite looking forward to that because it's. Uh, it was one of the films last year that came out in the cinema that I've not seen yet. Oh yes, because you haven't been to see anything coming soon. Here we go. <gasps> oh, rise and shine. <laughs> it's your fault. You started yearning, yawning first. Yearning. Oh, I the twelfth. There we go. Week. It was Wednesday, but it's the twelfth. Oh, the twelfth. Oh, it's even earlier than I thought. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to this week. Last week. That's really hard to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see what happens with it. I'll watch it. I probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> He'll be sitting there grumpy like, no, no, 
Don't want it. I don't know. Uh, all Marvel films have been good. I don't think it's been a bad Marvel film, like a horrifically bad Marvel film. So I'll enjoy There's it. There's been some meh ones, but no, some meh ones. I've gone that shit. That was fucking shite. So I, I'll um, probably enjoy it, but I won't love it. Yeah. The only films that in the Marvel series that I got meh, I'm not going to watch again are Thor 1 and 2. Yeah, I can watch the first one. I like the first one. First one's all right. I think I've seen it twice now, and that's enough for me. Whereas Thor Ragnarok, I'll fucking watch 700 times. <laughs> Jiro was watching it the other day, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I might watch that. <laughs> Do enjoy that film. It's Goblin and Jeff Goblin. We, had, we discussed this last week. Okay, We next. did. We uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same podcast. People are going to be, what? Okay, yes, it's this week we are week. watching District 9. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Yeah, well, laughs> <laughs> fucking prun. Well, uh, we did watch a film. We did. We watched, watched it yesterday. yesterday. I watched it Friday. Or Thursday. Thursday. So you watched it ages ago. Yes. Thinking, oh, it. I've cut it a bit late. <laughs> then there's me. Yeah. Oh, do you want to record later? Yeah. <laughs> I'll best watch the film. Yeah. And then I watched the film and then... Then we didn't record. Fell up. <laughs> then we didn't record. And here we are. Recording. Oh, I was ready. I sat around all day. Yeah, waiting. I was, I was at one point. <laughs> and then time got me. And then <laughs> I was like, I can't be bothered now. Yeah, that's fair. I wasn't in the mood. And now we're both bloody knackered. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've had a your first day back at work and I've just eaten a roast dinner, which It's just been a long day at work. It's just a lot of paperwork today. Yeah, that, paperwork. To me, that's like an easy day at work. Paperwork no, just it's paperwork there. I had to think about. Uh it wasn't paperwork, I just blah, 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 blah. It's stuff I had to double check and make sure everything was... Joy is fun, joy is work things, but we watched a film. It was a glorious film. Did you enjoy the film? I did enjoy the film. For The film, by the way, was My Cousin Vinny. It's a very good film. I actually really... I did enjoy it. The, the first little bit, first part of it, I was sort of... It's a slow... It's a slow... It's a slow burn. burner, and then I... And then, and then about 20 it. minutes into it, 25 minutes into it, you get that first laugh, and then from there, just glorious. Then it's... It's great. No, I did enjoy this film. It was um, it was good. Do you have your synopsis? I do. Three pages of it. Three pages. Three pages. Well, that, means, that means I can have a nap for a little bit. Yeah, you can have a rest. Would you like to give us your synopsis? Yes. Do you want the short one or a long one? Give me a short one and then the long one. Okay, as always, that's the only way it really works. Uh, My Cousin Vinny is a comedy about trial and error. That's your short one. Nice. Thanks. I said trial and error, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I just fought back and I was like, what did I actually say? <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't say like Cheerios and what's it? Like... No, but I, I just remember, all I remember saying was comedy and error. It's like, it's a comedy error. Did I just say comedy error? And that's what I was just thinking in my head. <laughs> it's a comedy that's why error. I've had to ask now because I'm not sure. Podcast. <laughs> it is a comedy error. <laughs> uh, see, this is. Oh, yeah, we shouldn't ever be tired when we record this because it's not going to... It's going to be... it's fine. It's golden. Two college friends from New York set out on a road trip across America. You have Bill, played by Ralph Macchio. Macchio? Macchio. 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 Daniel's son. Daniel's son from Karate Kid. Everyone will recognise him instantly. That's my first note. It's just just Daniel's son. Daniel's son. (laughs) But no, yeah, so... uh, yeah, you've got two friends in a car driving across Southern America. Bill, Ralph Macchio, who's Daniel's son from Karate Kid, and his friend Stan, played by Mitchell Whitfield, who everyone will recognise as the orthodontist Barry, Rachel's ex-fiancé from Friends. He is! He is! Didn't even, didn't even clock that. Did you not? Came up before his first appearance, a year before his appearance in Friends. So, so he looks the same as well from his first appearance in like been, episode yeah. eighteen. It's I been think. a while since I watched Friends. Oh, it's on every day for me. Long time. Oh, Comedy Central. Just put that on in the background when I'm working. <laughs> it's on repeat all the time. Right. So, <laughs> digress. They're traveling through the seven states. They stop off at a gas station in Alabama to buy food. Bill has his arms laden with food items, but wants a can of tuna, but has no room. So he puts it in his pocket. The two carry on talking about f- buying food and then approach the counter. Bill orders a large slushy that the teller only feels halfway. 
He asks for it to be filled properly. Stan has a notable, noticeable grin on his face while the store clerk has his back turned. The film cuts to Bill and Stan back in the car driving along. Bill is driving and pulls out the can of tuna and tells Stan that he forgot to pay for it. Stan isn't happy, says that laws in the southern states are medieval and they would get the death penalty for petty theft. Suddenly, a police car is behind them and pulls them over. The officer pulls out a shotgun and orders the boys out of the car. Whilst being interviewed, both Stan and Bill are apologetic and are happy to confess that the matter confess to the matter, claiming a stupid accident has occurred, but they are sorry. They go through the formal interview, going over the statement of events. The sheriff is confused at the end and asks, when did you shoot the clerk? Bill replies, I shot the clerk. The penny has dropped. They have not been arrested for stealing a can of tuna, but for the murder of the clerk in the store. Bill makes his phone call to his mother, who is irate. He tells her that they will need an attorney and it will cost tens of thousands of dollars. She says, if we can use any attorney... We have one in the family, and it's his cousin, Vinny. Roll credits. Roll credits. We are now introduced to our protagonist. So you go through like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of the film, and you don't even meet the protagonist. Gonna. This is actually, yeah. You think it's the um, the boys, but no. The swerve. Yeah, it's a nice bit of play, really. You get, you get to kind of know these characters and the, the incident they find themselves in, and then you meet your main character. Different way of doing it. It's nice. Yep. All right, so we are now introduced to our protagonist, which is Vinny Gambini, who's played by Joey Pizzecki. You'll know him as Mar, isn't it? Not Marv. How the do short you say one. his name? Pizzecki. Joe How Pesci. Do you say his... Is it Pesci? Or is it Pizzecki? Pesci. I, I googled some interviews, and people call him Pizzecki. No, it's Pesci. Is it Pesci? Joey Pesci. Jo- jo- Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. From Home Alone. There we go. Yep. Plays the one who gets his hair on fire. Or Goodfellas, which he got his uh, Oscar for. I was going to say, there are better films he's been in. What? Home Alone's a great film. <laughs> Home Alone's a great film. But and it's, he's, he's had in better that film. characters. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Vinnie Gambini. <laughs> Being one Possibly. of them. He brought out an album uh, as Vinnie Gambini, like in the noughties. To your face right now. See, he lo- he loves that character. Fucking hell. Okay, fair dues. Okay. So, that's where we'll know him from. He's a very stereotypical Italian-American from Brooklyn. He has the pushback hair, the gold chain, the leather jacket, and the thick Brooklyn accent. He snaps out of his car, f- quickly followed by his fiance Mona Lisa, who's played by Marissa Tomei. Aunt May! Who you will know from the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies as Aunt May. Or, oh God, she's in so much. What else is she My in? immediate reaction was like, is that Aunt May? I think she's the love interest in The Wrestler. Can't remember what the character's name's called though. Oh yeah, she is. I love that she film. Is. Yeah, good film. We need to add that, actually. We do. To the list. I'll well, you'll probably do that because I'll forget. <laughs> yep. Uh, what else is she in? Only You, Robert Downey Jr. film. Mm-hmm. She's got to be in a lot of things. She's in a lot of things, especially from the early 90s. She dropped off a bit. The only major things I can really think of is The Guru, crap film, but she's in that. And um, Crazy Stupid Love plays the teacher, who Steve Carell has a night with. The rest of the, the King, of, King of Staten Island. Never seen it. Uh... What Women Want. Oh, yeah, she's in What Women Want, yeah. Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Never. Anger no. Management. Yes, she's uh, Adam Sandler's fiance in Anger Management. She's in The First Purge, apparently. Oh, no. Wild Hogs. Possibly. More about the, the gentleman. She's quite that, a lot of films. She's done a lot of films. Good actress. She's in Goodfellas. Is she? Apparently so. She plays... Uh... Uh, <laughs> it hasn't told me. I don't know if it might not be credited. I don't know. Ah, oh, interesting. Might not be a major role. She's not showing up on the 
that like this was her first pretty much big role. Mm. She'd done like a small acting gigs, but this was her first leading role or supporting role. Do you know there's a I can't remember exactly the amount. I haven't written it down, but they are there's a huge age, age gap between the two. Yes. There is. Massive. I I do know what it is. I think I think it's um it's nearly 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's quite a big I mean, the characters, I think she was younger than the character she was actually playing. So Mona Lisa's meant to be 27, I believe. And Joe Pesci. Yeah. Uh, his character's meant to be 45. So just shy of 20 years between the, them. But, so uh, that's not... Yeah, I think their actual life ages were over 20 years. I think she was only 22. And... And he was about 47. Anyway, digress. So, Marissa Tomei comes out of the car, who is also embodying the stereotypical Italian-American style. The local residents of this small Alabama town stare on, as this is not a scene they are accustomed to. As Bill and Stan are escorted to the prison and into their cell, Stan starts freaking out about the amount of attention and wolf-whistling they received whilst walking through. They discuss the things that happen in prison. The kind of dropping of the snope soap scenarios. The snope. Snope. Dropping of the snope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fucking a bad Star Wars it. villain. Snope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Vinny arrives at the prison and is let into the cell where Bill and Stan are. Bill is asleep. Stan has become very anxious at his presence. He doesn't know it's Vinny as they have never met. Vinny takes in Bill and says he's asleep. Maybe I'll start with you first. Talking to Stan. Stan thinks he is about to become his prison bitch and says he doesn't want to do it. Vinny says he doesn't blame him. If he was in his situation, he would want to get it over done as quick and as painless as possible. But it's either him or them. He's getting fucked one way or another. The scene plays out hysterically as conversation keeps its momentum, everything being articulated perfectly so it's easily misconstrued by the other. I love that scene. My favourite line is, is your ass, not mine. It's your ass, not mine. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, with this synopsis, I'm purposely leaving out a lot and kind of trying to wash over it, so you all, all will go watch it and have really oh, yeah. enjoy it, because I'll do none of it any justice, so I'm not even going to try. Just trying to pick up a bit of the comedy bits. Uh, Once this has been resolved and the mistakes realised, all three discuss the case in Vinny's history. Turns out Vinny graduated six years ago, but had only just become a full lawyer six weeks ago as he kept failing the bar exam. Vinny then meets the judge for the case, played by Fred Gwynn, who you may know as Herman Munster. Have you ever watched the old black and white Munsters TV show? Nope. No? Okay. (laughs) You might not. I do. I remember, but I'm a bit older than you and old tv shows were on the tv still when i was a kid as reruns very good i think rod zombies doing a remake film about the monsters Only. it's like a family of like monsters but like the buster rhyme's gonna be in it oh i I hope so me i hope rob zombie doesn't include buster rhyme's gonna be upset yeah very true it will be He, he will he knows we know rob zombie's a fan of the podcast He'll probably edit him in at the end. He'll be a post-credit yeah. scene. If he's not... Oh, are you okay? Yeah, no, I just let the cat out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you face-planted. I just saw you go off to one side and then disappear and heard a splat. <laughs> I died. Died. But yeah, Monsters is like the dad. It's like the Brady Bunch meets horror. So the dad's like Frankenstein. The mum's like... Can't remember what the mum is actually, like um, Mrs. Adams from Adam Family. Can't think of her name. Uh, uh, the granddad's a yes, it. The granddad's a vampire who lives with um. The child is a vampire or possibly a werewolf. Can't remember. And then they have a <laughs> they have like a stepdaughter that lives with them who's just human. It's just about the antics they get into. Not the film we're watching now, though. I no. digress once more. And as part, so he's being interviewed by the judge. Uh, so he can be on the trial of the case. Vinny lies to the judge about his credentials, telling him he's been practising lawyer for 16 years. That night, Vinny and Mona Lisa are awoken by a howling whistle at 5am after only a couple of hours sleep. 
This will play out to be a common theme throughout the film, each being more hilarious than the last. I do like those segments. They are really good. Yeah. At the arraignment, Finney doesn't understand the procedure and starts to argue the facts of the case when a judge simply simply asks for a verdict. He is found in contempt and will be remanded into custody. Stan has lost faith in Vinny's ability and splits from Bill and Vinny and requests the services of the public defender. Day one of the trial. Vinny falls asleep during the prosecution's opening statement. He is awoken to give his. He stands up and insults the prosecution, then sits back down. The judge is not happy with him and has it stricken from the rest. that is bullshit. (laughs) That's what he says. Uh, No... I would strictly remove that statement from the record, except for thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> line. Dude, oh, it's so good. Oh. Uh, he looks on to the public defender, pleased as someone with manners and respect is about to do their job. It is then discovered that the public defender has the worst stutter you could imagine. He tries to compensate for this by shouting, but this only makes his stutter more pronounced. Sprinkles of saliva make their way into everything. <laughs> he thumbles through, not really making any point about their defence. What a phrase! <laughs> Sprinkles of saliva. Sprinkles of saliva. That's going to be my band. <laughs> Sod whatever it is of summer. Just sprin- Sprinkles, Sprinkles of saliva. It is that. You can hear it in his performance that there's saliva oh. just gushing. <laughs> Not in blobs, gushing. but sprinkles. It's like gushing of sprinkles. It's like hundreds and thousands. Just like a light a fog. Can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's foggy out here today. No, it's just the, it's just, it's just the fucking attorney. <laughs> He's down the street. Right. Uh, <laughs> the first eyewitness to the crime is on the stand giving their account. The public defender challenges their ability to identify the offenders from a great distance but this only strengthens his version of the events and ability to be a credible witness. It's now Vinny's time for a cross-examination. He goes over the witness's account, puts forward what if two similar boys went to the store after and then shot the clerk. The witness says they didn't have enough time. He saw them go into the store, he made breakfast, he was eating his breakfast and he heard the gunshot and the boys leave. Vinny is able to discredit this version as what they made for breakfast was grits, which takes 20 minutes to make, giving credit to the idea that two other similar-looking men could have committed the crime. Vinny goes on to give reasonable doubt to the two other eyewitnesses. A surprise witness is called upon. They bring forward evidence that is irrefutable. Vinny has a light bulb moment about the crime scene and new evidence. He needs an expert to discount it and must now seek the help from an unlikely source. And that is all I'm going to tell you because I want you to watch this film. It's so good. It is. Uh, I haven't done it at the biggest amount of justice, but it is actually a comedy. And it is hilarious. Genuinely amazing. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't know how I've I've never seen it. So many people haven't, and I don't know how. Because it's it's very much right up my street. Yeah, because it is just a bit... At points, it's slapstick comedy, and at points, it's quite intelligent comedy, and it just has a bit of everything. It's so good. So now, uh, what was your favourite part of the film, Jolly? Uh, my, hmm, that's a good question. There's quite a lot of it. I do like the the fact the, how he's woken up pretty much every morning. Yep. With different, various so, interruptions. Yeah. yeah, it's the steam whistle twice... The pig yeah. farm. The train. Twice. Twice. And then the screeching owl. Yeah. Doesn't get any sleep whatsoever, which is... I, I, I identify with that. Yeah, same. But the first time it happens, and then when he goes down to the the uh, the receptionist at the hotel, he's like, <laughs> he's like you, you told me that train doesn't come every morning by at 5, 5 30. a.m. And he's like, no, and it's, it's like, normally well, yeah, 10 after 4. <laughs> 10 after 4. <laughs> Like, he just looks at him with disdain. Oh, it's so good. Just little bits like that. I love little bits like that. Um, what's your favourite part? I find it. I, I I struggle. I've seen this film definitely just probably in 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 the double figures in yeah. the fifties, if not eighties. I've watched it a lot, especially as a kid. This is one I would just put on almost every day hmm. at points. Um, I can see. I can see you doing that. Yeah, it's just so good. What's my favorite? I don't. I love it when Vinny 
is introduced and are having that conversation. He's having that conversation with Stan, and Stan thinks basically he's a prisoner who's come in and hmm. he's about to get some unwanted man love. And it's just and just the terminology that is used, brilliant. And it's so just, well put together. It is Why? very well written there as well because you can just if you look at the conversation from Vinny's point of view, it's a fine normal conversation. Like just from the legal stance and the situation they're in, but then you look at the conversation, how it's playing out because of Stan, and oh, it's brilliant. I, I wasn't; it was only fourteen. I was about fourteen or fifteen, probably like watched it for the thirtieth time when I actually realised what was playing out there. It's all about like kind of prison love and oh, stuff. Really? Yeah. I, oh wow. I, yeah, I was too young to kind of understand before then. So I remember being really proud of myself when he's like, "Oh, you're getting fucked one way or another." I was like, oh, "He actually means literally, because fuck is sex." <laughs> <laughs> I remember being really proud of myself. When um when Vinny first gets into the into the town. Yeah. You know the the guy that comes up and he's like they're looking at the car and whatnot. Yes. And he comes up and you got mud in your tires and stuff. Yeah. Got mud in the towers? How exactly do you get mud mud into the tower? Tire. Either it's a tower. Um, the tire. That so Samuel L. Jackson um auditioned for that role. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Which when when did the nineteen ninety two at this point Samuel L. Jackson's fairly well known? Not that well known. His Really? Yeah. He didn't get his big break. He was in his thirties and it was, oh, was um, late, coming it? to America. When with Eddie Murphy at uh, uh the eighties. Uh that was his first proper acting role and he just played um the the criminal who comes in and goes to rob the McDonald's, and Eddie Murphy's out there and beats him up. He's just mopping the floors. Uh, but yeah, 88, 1988, so five years before this film. Five years before? And okay. yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson didn't become mainstream until Pulp Fiction, which I think is 94. Yeah. That's two years after this, then. I thought Pulp yeah. Fiction was 91. I don't know why I have it well, in my I head could that be it's wrong. 91. No, 94. I've got it up. Huh. That was a good guess by me. For some reason, it's always been like 91 for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Can't help you there. No, I didn't know he yeah, auditioned no, I, for I, that. I read that earlier. I was like, no. But I know, yeah, he was a very much a struggling actor for a very long time. Mm. Yeah, I know he got into it fairly late in terms of... Not yeah. late, but you know what I mean. But yeah, I remember was... in an interview, he actually turned around and said he didn't get his big break until he saw get his big break as coming to America and he had this small role. Hmm. Uh, but no, what would my favourite bit be? So it's, it used to, as a kid, it used to be that prison scene when he's first introduced to Stan. Yeah. But I think, I think it's the, um, oh, there's so many good bits there. I really do like the stuttering lawyer. The stuttering lawyer is brilliant. Uh, that, that used to make me proper cry laugh. I, I almost pissed myself. Um... Uh, the screeching owl. Really yes. makes makes oh, me belly laugh so much. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. And he comes out. Yeah, shooting just the gun comes out with a like... gun. He's hearing this horrific screeching noise <laughs> and just starts shooting randomly at everything. And there's this owl like in a tree that he doesn't see and just looks around. That's a really that's a genuine reaction as well. They actually put the owl there, and they actually like shot a fake gun very loudly, and the owl just reacts like that and then just goes back to screeching. I love that. Uh, that scene, yeah, still makes me barely laugh. But I think my favourite scene, because it's really funny and it's brilliant, and it's possibly one of the reasons something I'm going to bring up later occurred, and it's Marissa Tomei, her reaction to Vinny going hunting with mm -hmm. the prosecutor, and she does the whole, um, imagine you're a deer. Imagine that bit. Uh, just, ah. Oh, just love that bit. I'm not even going to ruin it for you by reenacting it. Saying so it, you need to watch it because that bit is just fucking brilliant. And her reaction is like, "Bam! A fucking bullet rips off your head." <laughs> oh, that is probably my favorite oh, bit because I just love things. it. It's fair. There's so many, like a lot of this film is. There's a lot of little, um, little moments in there that I like collectively are my favorite. Yeah, and they're all just the the comedy little moments here and there. Yeah, yeah, for it's a great comedy, but yeah, it, I think it's a testament to the film that how many good parts there are, and 
I've seen the fact that. that it's I've been so watching... difficult to find one moment. Yeah, go, I've been watching this film since I was probably ten or eleven, frequently, and I still can't determine what Why I think. Why have we my never best watched bit. this before? Why have like the amount of films that we've always watched? I know. I don't know. How, how it's never occurred never... to me to. Just a hard one. I probably have suggested it, and I, I've said it's a comedy and it's a league. You know, it's about a court. I probably gave you like a rough synopsis, and you're like, nah. <laughs> nah, and that's my normal nah. like, nah, nah. I, like, yeah, nah. I do give that voice that that noise a lot. <laughs> but you know, you were talking about the judge, yes, earlier. um, the Fred massive Quinn. dude. Uh, do you know who was considered for that role? No, Christopher Lloyd. Oh no, I don't like that. No, I don't like I, I that like either. Christopher Lloyd, but now he would have brought something completely different. That. Yeah. I don't no. see him as as an imposing judge. Yeah, exactly. The fact that he's like quite he's very tall and he's very broad and he just looks towering and intimidating. Like mm. he it adds to the character and everything that's going on, I think. So Christopher Lloyd, not broad, quite skinny, slender. Yeah. Doesn't not fit that tall, role. Not at short, all. no. And just the way he's more of an animated actor where the, this actor is very like closed off and was very just quite like, mute, stern, and yeah. yeah. Whereas and that, Christopher that Lloyd is the complete opposite. I can't, like, I don't know how you get to those two options. Well, maybe they have, probably have more, but you know what I mean. I don't get how those two people are in the same. Yeah. Um, but it's probably, for, like, if it's audition, did you say he was auditioned or was he offered? He was considered for the role. He was considered. I, I mean, you consider many people. True. And that could be down to like the uh, producers or the. It's like um. Robert Downey Jr. was considered and asked to play Vinny. Was he? He was, he was the first one wow. to be asked. Wow, I didn't know that. he said no. I know um, Robert De Niro was considered at one point. That's what I said, didn't I? No, you said Robert Downey Jr. No, I didn't. Did I? Yes, you did. No. This is like the thing from the other podcast, and I listened to it back, and you did say the thing. I did. It was the last episode. It was um, a million prunes I or said something. Robert De Niro, didn't I? You said Robert Downey Jr. I meant Robert De Niro. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> that really shocked me. I was like, oh, that would be another film Marissa Tomei and Robert Downey Jr. would have done together. Yeah, no. You're tired. I'll Ro- let you off. I am tired. Robert De Niro was the first. And then ah. uh, so uh, Danny DeVito was also considered. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Too short. <laughs> Too short. He's not that much shorter than He's Joe Pesci. He's short enough there. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci's five foot three. Enough. Oh, he's a short boy. Isn't how, he? how tall is Danny DeVito? Is he four foot something, or is he just five foot? Danny DeVio. Five foot. I'd say four nine or five foot. I've never met him. I can't really go in. I've never measured him. Oh, why is it? Why is it in the... <laughs> Do you often go f- out to celebrities and measure yeah, them? Yeah, measure and take... He's four foot ten. Okay. So he's quite considerably smaller. Yeah. That is... Big. That is tiny. That is... <laughs> Jesus. I'm over a foot... Wait, yeah. Anyhow, right. yeah. Anyhow, so um, you know at the beginning of the film where they're being interviewed by the sheriff and they're like saying things and confessing to things, thinking they're talking about a can of tuna. Yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have happened. No, because they would have had to have had a statement of like they would have been told you are. Yeah, so it wouldn't have been. Sh- it wasn't shown on screen, but they would have been read their Miranda rights, which means they would have been clearly told why yeah. they're being detained and questioned. Yeah, uh, it's like to that. I mean, that's the whole point of the Miranda rights. Like the something. Oh God, what was his name? Was it Georgia Miranda? I have no idea. I, I sorry, I had to learn this at one point from my last job. Um, and that's where that all came from. Basically, he he did commit a crime, but he didn't commit a crime. He was uh, being charged for, and that wasn't made clear to him upon his arrest and detention. So that's where that bit of law comes from. It was um yeah, I think like that's the only bit that I picked up on that was like oh. and then the rest of it I was just, I, at that point afterwards you just don't you care you just Yeah, you carry on with the thing. You don't care but, about it and you're along for the To ride, be fair, like, I've never thought about that until this watch. Oh really? Where I was like I, making next year. As soon as they didn't know what they were in for, I was like this this Okay. But then I was like, Oh, it's a comedy and like Yeah. I'm gonna allow that. I'm gonna allow that past. And something else I didn't have never considered until this watch is where the hell's Bill's family? Where is his family? <laughs> exactly. He's going up for oh, a no, murder did, trial. No, didn't with he a mention death it? Penalty. His... No, no. Stan's family are in the Himalaya mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he wouldn't be able to contact them. But because Bill rings his mum, she, she, she's aware of it. Why would she not come down to the southern state and be there to that support during the trial? 
that would possibly be the last time she sees her boy if he gets found guilty and goes to the death chair. That is true. What an awful mum. Yeah. Apparently, that is addressed. Uh, the, like, the, apparently, the uh, director does a DVD commentary and he addresses that and he's going, actually, yeah, we did have an actress. We did film some scenes, but it was just too much going on for the movie. So they didn't even become deleted scenes. They just got taped over. Do you know some law schools actually use this film uh, when teaching courtroom procedures? I didn't until, yeah, I did my research and yeah, that, that's I'm brilliant. That... That's a real testament to how good and accurate and yeah, how, how much research sourced, went into yeah, it. Yeah, they went into it. Which is quite good. A lot of films don't, obviously, like, we look at the things like Miranda rights and this, that, the other, but in terms of the actual courtroom stuff, yeah, it's fairly, fairly down to the T. Apparently, yes. For American court. Yes. But yeah, I've always used that as my basis of the judicial system or the court process. It's amazing how we use, like, I suppose we use films and stuff to reference things all the time, I guess. We do. It's what we don't, yeah. Things we don't know or have never experienced or looked into, we would use the only understanding we can scrape from, which would be media. There was a website I found that um, lists a load of films that are used for different educational things in oh, America. Oh, really? That's actually really they cool. they use different films. I can't remember where it was. I'll find that. Uh, oh, I hope a Marvel movie's on there for something. Again. Oh, that'd be amazing. But it's literally got like uh, loads of different lists of like Things. different academic uh, areas and then and then what films are used for what. This I is one of portraying. the only ones that is under the law. I know um, as good as it gets. Don't know if you've ever seen that Jack Nicholson film with Helen Hunt. Uh, he's a writer. <laughs> he fought... <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he's, uh, he has a severe OCD obsessive compulsive disorder uh but he's a writer uh but he's very obnoxious as well and he falls in love with this woman who's his waitress and basically because he doesn't like change too much he like pays for he ends up she has to leave her job to go to another one he goes no you've got to come back to this job this restaurant continue to be my waitress but i will pay your your wage on top of the wage they pay you uh because he can't deal with change and apparently his portrayal of someone with really bad obsessive compulsive disorder uh, is shown to um, psychology students. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know that because my friend had to borrow the DVD when I did have it on DVD. They're like, (laughs) ah, they've told us to watch this film because it portrays it perfectly. Fair dues. I imagine there's a lot of like psychological stuff and how I would assume some like serial killer stuff and, and whatnot and Person, personality traits are used in films and stuff. They use, probably use a lot of that sort of stuff in films. But yeah. Now, if you find this list, let me know because I want to actually look up. Yeah, I, I will. I will try and find it again after this um, and see what films are what, used for education. That'd be it'd good. Be, it'd be in my history, wouldn't it? Have you looked at it recently? Have you? Yeah, fairly recently. Oh, interesting. While you're doing that, uh, you know the the two Utes scene between Vinny and the judge. Yep. On the on the first trial day, and he's like, "Yes, the two Utes were in the car," and he's like, "Ute, what's a Ute?" Apparently, that conversation was actually something like put into the script after, well, during filming because it's a conversation played out by Joe Pesci and the director John Lynn because because of Joe Pesci's uh, Brooklyn accent and Brooklyn colloquialisms that he just um, yeah he started talking about the thing, and then the director turned around and said, "Hang on, someone's knocking on my door." My mum just came in to say, that's my favourite film. It's like, I know this. I <laughs> nice. What was I saying? Back <laughs> to the two utes, fuck's sake. The two utes. The two utes uh, was actually a real conversation between the director and um, John Lynn. No, not John, John Lynn is the director. See, I'm all fucked up now. Oh, we're all ruined. Between, between Joe Pesci and John Lynn... Um, because he didn't know what a ute was and Joe Pesci kept saying utes. So he added it to the script because he thought it's perfect for the character. And just very funny. I wonder how much of like an average film is just ad-lib or like elements of just general conversations that have been thrown in. It's like, yeah, like, like, yeah, we're talking about the film and then we've talked about this and actually if we put that in, it'll play out really well and in keeping possibly loads. I have found that website, by the way. Oh, Nice. Um, I'll look forward to reading that. Yeah, I'll give you a a link for it before I forget. Yeah, there's like law enforcement ones and there's maths. Apparently the Wizard of Oz is used for maths a lot. Or one scene of it. Um, 
there's there's a scene with the scarecrow. It's just one scene, but there's like little bits and pieces in like, um, with like uh, sociology and uh, psychology things like The Sims is used. Okay, I've I've clicked on the universe one, and the first one is intriguing me. So in teaching of the universe, the first option is The Simpsons. Lisa pretends to be a college student and attends a semester-long class on Itchy and Scratchy. What does that have to do with the universe? <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember that episode. She... But there's so many different bits and pieces. The The Simpsons shows up a lot. Does it? In this test. It is quite, yeah. It's good to, good to have a look through. Good. Yeah, I will have a good look through that. Where were we? Where Where were we before we were rudely interrupted? <laughs> um... um facts that we found about the yeah, film. Yeah, I, I don't think I've got any more. you got no more? Uh, I have two more. No, I haven't oh, got I, don't, I have more than two, actually. Okay. Bloody hell. All right. Crack on. I just scrolled down. It's like, oh, there's another page here. When um, the judge calls in Vinny for the first time and says, I've looked up your history and I can't find any records of you practicing in New York. And he's like trying to think on his feet quickly. He's like, yes, I have another name. I'm Jerry Callow. And like, basically the judge is uh, trying to find out like more about him. And then is starting to discover he lied about his credentials. Uh, but so now he's trying to backpedal a bit. But anyway, and during that scene, he knocks over the chess pieces. Apparently that was by accident. Oh, really? But they, yeah, oh, but cool. both actors kept going with the scene. It's so well comically timed though. It is. Because he's, that's like, what, he's that's grabbing why it all in. and it's all it just wasn't like bits happen. and pieces keep falling off. It's so yeah, well Jerry done. Yeah, Jerry goes everywhere. Oh, that was good. Uh, that's the one bit I found. Another bit is the only thing I think I knew going into it was this film won an Oscar. Really? Yes. Marissa Tomei got Best Supporting Actress for it. Didn't she lose it? No. I read some trivia somewhere that she lost it in terms of the physical actual Oh, no, yeah, she, yeah, yeah no, sorry, she did. She moved houses and lost it for a week, and then she found it. I remember it was something about an award that was, it was lost. Basically, yeah. it was left at her old house, but the people who moved in got in contact and said, you've left your Oscar here. <laughs> you imagine just, that? <laughs> you know that thing you won that's quite important? It's quite a good award, maybe. Do you want to keep it? <laughs> <laughs> There was, there was a lot of controversy around that, apparently. Oh, really? The, uh, yeah. That, uh, That's got to be enough lots of people said she thing. shouldn't have got it. Like, it was either paid for. Oh, or, really? yeah, either there was a back at, like, behind the scenes deal done, or just the host um, read out the wrong name, but they didn't go back on it because a lot of people were shocked that one. To be fair, I'm shocked that film won an Oscar, but. True. At the same time, I think she did give a fantastic performance. Well done. It's very well done. It's got, been, it's got to have been her first Oscar, right? Her only Oscar. Her only. Her only. And what about, yeah, it's her first major acting role, and she got an Oscar for it. Not just the nomination, and she won it. So I was looking at the like what it was against, and it was like, meh, meh. Not against anything major. Nothing noteworthy. Nothing cinema-changing. So pretty much there at the right time, like. Yeah, quite po- Yeah, if it was against something else, I don't think she would have won, but... Yeah, good for her, for... Uh, Doing that. I don't have an Oscar. No, me neither. We need to rectify that. Yep. Best podcast. Got, um, Liam, 3D print us an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Just 3D print it. I want to win it legitimately. All right. I'll put a suit on and I'll give it to you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll buy a suit. We'll have Just Liam and Max in the crowd. They can applaud. Yeah. I'll, I'll like an little envelope. And then apparently that's the noise envelopes make. <laughs> I often open up a letter and it goes <laughs> every time man bank statement that's the only letters I get these days or junk and I think uh, the only other thing is uh, the Stan played by the Friends guy yep uh, Will Smith auditioned for him how old would Will Smith been then oh, in his 20s he would have been the right age so Fresh Prince of Bel-Air started in 1990. Oh, I suppose, yeah. In that case, yeah, he would have been. So, yeah. And Will Smith didn't become mainstream until about 96. 95, 96. Actually, no, 95, 96, yeah. So for doing Bad Boys and then Independence Day. I suppose, yeah, he did really blow those up Those two in there. films came out within about six months of each other, maybe just inside of a year of each other, and those skyrocketed him. And then he became 
complete like A-listing god person when he did Men in Black. He must have been fairly late 20s then. Possibly. Because he's in his 50s now, isn't he? Yes, I'd probably, I would say 50s. So yeah, 30 years ago, yeah, he would have been mid-20s. Yeah, late 20s then. But the dudes look 12 since since he was 30. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing else. No, I learned a bit about law doing some research, but that's been it. I shan't bore you bore you with my with law, my law findings. There's no law in here. But I was looking at like, why did Vinny have to interview for it? He's a solicitor. Why could he not just say, yeah, I've only been practicing six weeks, but I'm no solicitor. I'm fully fledged to go. Let's go. Yeah, well, and that's because in America, you when you pass the bar exam, which is essentially the law a, a law society exam. To be mm-hmm. a practicing solicitor, you have to join, be a part of a law society, which actually they have in every country. Uh, so it's what makes you legal to practice law, and every yeah, every country has one. Um, but it, in America, it doesn't. It does make you legal to practice in the country, but it specifically makes you legal to practice in a state. So if right. you want to be a solicitor for a trial that's going on in LA and you live in New York, you have to go through the pro hoc vici motion, which is essentially an informal interview with the judge of the case. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's fairly accurate then. Yep, fair. Now. (coughs) How? It's time. Time for Blockbuster Rhymes. How would Blockbuster Rhymes improve this film? He can't. I love this film. I don't film. know if he could. I don't. The I like that I we're have, both there. It's like I don't know how I could I make don't him. Know how. I've only got here as him as the opposing lawyer. Oh really? That's the only how? thing I've got written down. Only because that's the only character I keep forgetting about. Really? Really? Um, I can't think of what the actor's name is, but he played Perry White in Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman, and that's what I'll always remember him for. Can I Chris something? One. I I honestly have no idea. But it's the that's the only place I could fit him, or in the jury. Yeah, I think the only place I could really fit him is in the jury, or I'd have him as you know the greasy cafe they go to. I'd have him. <gasps> yeah, as the cook oh, that might behind be the best there. thing. Yeah, and he'd be Making there the serving them their their grits every morning, and. <laughs> Yeah, and he'd just nah. be he'd be giving them some insight every day through the each day's little tri- triumph or tribulation be there being all wise but then, yeah i that this one i really struggled with yeah, i sat I there for ages going where would it's I such fit good film rhymes in this could make yeah. it better Buster and now i could fully agree this film better if he was the cook if he was the cook he would if he was the cook, it's only taken us it would be four episodes. Yeah, it'd go <laughs> from a ninety-nine to a hundred. If he was the cook, <laughs> this film. Okay. Um. Yeah. It. Yeah. Jury or or the the server in the or the diner. I think that's the only two places. You know that um place we always go to when we're in London, that pub. Oh, I've just knocked my mic. Or oh, the one with the downstairs bit. Yeah. With the, with the bathroom. Yeah. With the bathroom. Um, have you ever looked at the menu in there? No. It says lunch and dinner. Does so, it? Yeah. I remember the first Does time we ch- went in there because I was hungry. And I looked and it just said lunch and dinner. And that's it. <laughs> and it always you, makes me think of Vinnie J- of, um, my cousin Vinnie Vinny. Jones? Not Vinnie Jones. My cousin Vinny because of, um, because of the menu at that that's cafe. Amazing. It just says breakfast, I've lunch and dinner. I've never noticed that. I can't even remember what that pub's called. I don't even know where it is anymore. I can, I'm just not going to say it on podcast. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Because <laughs> I, 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 I can't be found there whenever I'm in London. I, I can't remember, right? you'll have to... It's in Mayfair. So. Um, that's a lovely place. It is. But <laughs> you were scarred for life. Anyway. Oh yeah, I was scarred. I've been there since, I'm fine. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. think I've got anything else here. Buster Rhymes, we're done. Buster Rhymes, no. Because okay. so, this is the first week of 2022, last week I asked you what was your favourite movie of last year. So this, for this question, I'm going to ask, what is the film you are most looking forward to that is coming out Ooh. this year? Ooh. What is coming out this year? <laughs> <laughs> um, what is coming out this year? Uh, I could the, name you one film. Could you not? Go on then. The Batman. Yeah. With um, I'm not too what's fast. his fame from Twilight? 
How um, is his name? Chris uh, Patterson. No. Yes. Is it Robert Patterson. Not, I was going to say it's not Chris. Not Chris. Robert Patterson. Um, Doctor Strange. Something the the madness of the multiverse. Yeah. Um, Top Gun I, Maverick. Wasn't that supposed to come out like years ago? Two years ago. 2019. <laughs> 2020, like sorry, 2020. Been, that's been in the pipeline for about 19 years. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World. Isn't... There's a third one coming up. There's a third one coming up. Yes. So far, that's winning. I didn't even okay. know it was coming out. And so Light far, winning. Only because I'm slightly intrigued. I'm very intrigued. I know lots of people are really put off by it, but it's like, I, it's not yeah. Toy Story. Got yeah. it. Once you get it into your head, it's not yeah. Toy Story. I, it I, is what that toy is based is, on is based and that on, story yeah. you can sort of get your head around it a bit better the fact that it's not um tim allen doing the tim voice allen. yeah i the, here's the thing looks... though i think having tim allen would have been the right choice only yeah. because the toy is based on someone they would, have you would voice. try and have that voice the best you could would you not very true but that, that toy is based on a cartoon Ah, yes, in but the we, film, ha- we, have, we have toys we're not of Toy Story. The, are based on a cartoon voiced... within that universe, but this film isn't the cartoon. It is actually going to be the story of what if actually this person was alive in the Pixar universe and stuff. Maybe. Is, 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 is Lightyear a cartoon in the Pixar universe? When all Pixar cartoons right. are in the PCU. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if so let's for instance say, right? Yeah. You have a toy, I don't know, Ed, Ed and Eddie, right? And this is the first thing that came to my mind, right? <laughs> Why is that the a, first thing I that don't came know. To your mind? Right? And you pull the string, it would sound like Ed, Ed and Eddie. So if Lightyear is a cartoon in Toy Story, yeah. Would you not have the toy? Sound like the cartoon. You would. But this is not the cartoon for that film. Is this it? Is not the, this is not the cartoon for Toy Story. You can't tell me this, tr- like, this is supposed to be a true story. Not true story, but... Because they're you, not going to space every five seconds. If you take out... I, I don't know how they're going to get around this. It's like, if you take out Toy Story from it, this right. is just the story of Buzz Lightyear. Right. Not, not the Toy Story. So I can get behind that and it being separate, yeah. but I see what you're saying. Because... Because of how Pixar is, and that they have said all movies they make will are within the same universe, and just different things have happened throughout time to get them to such places like the Cars and Wally. Yeah. So where is this going to? Where does maybe this, this fit? Is, maybe this is, is the event car- is that it- inspires the cartoon, and they make a cartoon out of it, but don't use the actual person's. But then, voice if you look at the time frame of Toy Story, he isn't an actor. they're not going to space and shit, are they? You don't hear anything about them exploring space and stuff. Maybe beforehand. Or maybe this is later in life. I, d- I don't know. We'll have to watch it and find out. <laughs> You're hurting my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I've thought about that too much now. Anyway, out of... Wait, are we doing... Are we, are we, taking, are we taking Frodo's no. advice? Okay. Because no, no one would understand it. Fuck you, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> friend of ours would, was like, oh, why don't you, like, why doesn't Jolly rate his films out of ghosts and why don't I rate my films out of sharks? It's because, like, we just have this thing on our, like, Twitch community channels. His is ghosts and mine is sharks. But it's like, yeah, generally people just won't understand. We'll keep it simple. Otherwise, <laughs> it, it's just going to be nonsensical and it's already nonsensical enough. We need some kind of. We need structure. some structure up in here. Yeah, I'd I'd know. So, out of ten stars, of 10. what would you rate it? I would go eight. Why are we always the flipping same? Oh, would you? Would you? Nice. I was actually worried this might be the first time we differ. I was gonna, I was gonna say eight and a half. Right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we're always about five so, off. We're always about point five off. Right. I would say seven point five eight here. So you would say eight eight point five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. I don't. I might bump it down to eight, just because no, there are Rhymes. a lot of films I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would not improve it. Mate. Um, there are films that I would. There's quite a few films that I'd put above it. Still, 
But yeah, eight eight point five. So it's a really solid film. Good easy it watch. It is a good easy you watch, will, actually. You will yeah. Giggle. You and you laugh. will be laughing. You don't even have to be paying attention and some bits will grab your attention, then you'll be yeah. laughing and then you just won't stop. It's a really good film. I nice. enjoyed it. Always the it. same. So, sorry, for... back to so Lightyear, you're intrigued. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shocked you didn't think of this one. Your favourite director. Oh, Thor, Love and Thunder is this year. Here's the thing. I'm not... The problem I have is... The problem I have is I consider Thor Ragnarok the the best... Like, I can't see... The best Marvel film. Yeah, I don't see where... So I feel like any Thor film after that is just not going to button Possibly not, but we don't know. But I don't know. I, okay. I, is it going to be Fat Four as well? It could be Fat Four. I love Fat Four. Fat Four. That's really hard to say. I just want to say Four. <laughs> it really fat. is. Because the for first fat. time I said it, I said Fat Four. Fat I did a TH Fat Four. It's Fat Thor. That's going to be my new warm up. Yeah, Fat Four. Fat Thor. That's Tip actually a good warm up, yeah. You're not wrong. Fat Four. No, fat I did four. it the wrong way around. Four. <laughs> fat. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Yes. Uh Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore. I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm a I'm I'm a big Harry Potter fan, so nah. but I, I like the book I love the book. I enjoyed the, the first one. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> the films are shite compared to the books. But the Fantastic Beasts films are quite, are okay, they're good. There's no source material to pick them apart from, so mm. we have Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Oh, is it the second part one? Is it the is it the same? It's the second. It's the same animators. It's the cart- oh, Miles Morales. That's winning. That's winning. I didn't even know that was coming out this year. Oh, I'll send you the trailer after this, please. Yeah, that's uh, winning. Yeah, and, and it's gonna it's gonna be a two parter film. So we get two films out of them, which is good. Nice. Got Halloween ends. Mm. Yeah. The last Halloween film, I was like, eh, eh. Yeah, you didn't enjoy it as much as me. I quite enjoyed nah. it. I really liked the 2018 one. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, the 2018 one is is tremendous. Yeah, but Halloween Kills, I was like, okay, it's okay. But now Halloween ends, we'll see. See how it goes. I'm intrigued. We've got the new Scream coming out, which is in about two days' time for us now. It'll be out by the time this comes out. And the only other one I can think of is the new Flash movie. Flash. (laughs) Not that Flash, though. So, well. The the last outing of Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, he's done with that, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's said that it's I've, the most miserable he's been. He's been like one of the best Batman. Yeah, he's not enjoyed it though. Uh, I think that's more. Is that his experience with the studios? I don't know. He said because he was all set to do. He was going to write and direct his own Batman film, and yeah, I, I was looking know. forward to that. Maybe it is just the the studios and everything else. But he yeah, he said he's he's not enjoyed it at all. Enjoyed it at all. Yeah. Shame. No, out of that list, uh, the the second Spider Verse movie. Yeah, and Thor. And Thor. There. Are you mm. ske- you're, you're a bit skeptical. You're worried. Yeah. You're no, worried it uh, won't be as good. And, and so cartoons. I'm in the cartoons. You're in the cartoons this year. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely fucking adored Into the Spider Verse. No, so did I. That was um, the first film I watched of the new year. So good. I'm gonna actually rewatch it. Rewatch it. No, oh, midnight game or New Year's. So. I. Watched the fireworks, I got into bed, I put on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, in fact, yeah, uh, The Flash, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens with The Flash movie, because they're getting Michael Keating to reprise his role. Yes, I heard this. Wait, didn't I mention this? No. Oh. Not to I've me, at least. Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I told someone, I can't remember who it was. But I'm excited for that. Yeah. Really yeah. interesting. Is it, how old's Michael Keating now? He's got to be like four. Oh, he'd be in his 60s, surely. It's got to be. It would be exciting. Him in, uh, is it Birdman? It's so good. Yes, he was good in Birdman. Did like it. Very good film. I like him in everything. Yeah, he's solid. He is. Solid, solid actor. actor. Solid actor. He's not liquid. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jolly. Yes. Next week, it's, it's your film next. It is my choice. Yes. Now, I have chosen a film. It's very long. Is okay. Long? I feel like it's very long. It's not Ben-Hur, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> that film is like four years long. The film I've chosen is 1917. Oh, good film. Absolutely love this film. 
Me too. And I thought, it's out of the ballpark. We've just gone from a comedy. We'll go straight into, into, a, into drama. a war film. Into a drama, yeah. which is so good. I love this film. I think I've watched it now. This will be my fourth time watching it this week. This would be, this like either be my third or fourth time, yeah. First time I watched it, I watched it with you. And I had to keep muting my, pulling away because my girlfriend at the time's mum kept ringing me because she was buying a car and she wanted to know things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, I'm trying to watch 1917 here. Um, so yeah, that will be our, our next film. Excellent, 1917. Looking, looking forward to it. I so am I. I think that's on Prime at this well. It is. I don't know. I didn't. It was check. on Prime. It was on Prime. It'll be on somewhere. It will be. Jolly, jolly. <laughs> Let's get it right <laughs> this time, shall we? Where yeah. can people find us? They can find us on Twitter. At mm-hmm. JC versus the movies. Yeah, there we go. It. Done it. Right. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why are right. we so bad? We are anyway. terrible. Anyway, you've got food to eat. I've got food to eat. You've got a life to live. Um, yes. We've well, got a film to watch. Hope yes. you enjoyed this episode. Michelle. See you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.